Hi, I'm Bahamut. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the monologues. This time on the monologues, we have Call of the Sea from Out of the Blue Games and the infamous Beach Bum with Kona Big Wave and Mango Cart mixed to perfection. Something a little bit different. We're mixing two brews today, man. Yes, we are from two different companies. Uh, and also, let's just check this out real quick. Hey, if you are listening out there, make sure you follow us on our Facebook page, The Monologues, or at Instagram, at The Monologues. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening at. All right. Well, like normal, let's get these cracked open. One's in a can, one's in a bottle. So I got an extremely large glass a mug to dump both of these into, which is pretty nice. Knock out two drinks in one. I'm kind of happy about that. And I also get to use my Infinity Gauntlet again, which is always a good day. Return Check of the Infinity out. Gauntlet. That's right. Thanos is back. And dude, if I hear my kids say Thanos one more time because they watch a lot of YouTube dudes or something and they're saying it wrong. And I think it's like a troll system where my kids are like, it's set up just to annoy me as a parent. It's Thanos. And I'm, <laughs> I'm to the point now, I'm like, am I wrong? I'm starting to question, am I wrong? No, it's gotta be Thanos. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> but I'm going to dump this in this glass. I don't think I've ever heard my kids say that. Oh my gosh. Dude, they tried arguing with me about it. I was losing my mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the uh, Kona, which, you know, we always wait till the end and we get a little bit more detailed about the beer, as long as we don't run too long talking about the game. Uh, Kona's from Hawaii. But this is special. I mean, I, I, I think we owe these a little bit of conversation because we are doing something a little bit different. We're pouring two beers together and mixing this up. So let's kind of- I agree. I actually, no, I agree with that. That's a good idea. Let's do that. So, so the Kona, if I read this correctly, it's a father and son- kind of got this started in hawaii in like 94 i think uh it, i could be i'm pretty sure that's what it was and the golden road that makes mango carts actually and i didn't see when they got started but they're from cali yeah uh, i think the la area is where they got started and uh ab or anheuser-busch got a hold of them around 2015 so really not that long ago right and so the mango cart is a wheat ale, and it's kind of a wheat ale with a take of the mango cart vendors there in Cali, right? Yeah, the, I do like the can. The can is very appealing. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a pretty color. I like that. Have you got a drink out of it yet? I have not. No, I'm still just topping it off there. It is very full glass, man. Mad very, scientist very mixing it over there? Yeah. See you with your chemical lab over there. <laughs> no, that's really good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Can definitely taste the mango in that. Yes, absolutely. I yeah. almost expected the the beer flavor to be a little bit stronger. It's not like you could beach bum. I think you could just be a beach bum and drink the shit out of these. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It almost makes me really think. Well, what does the mango cart taste just by itself? Because there is so much mango flavor, and there is not so much beer just to it. Right. I'm right. I'm actually kind of glad I do have a, another one of each of these to taste separately later. Because I'm actually interested to see what the flavors are alone now. So, curious. So, I guess yeah, it's no, a little bit on the beer. Separate. I've, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just a little <laughs> before, before we move on, because I just chugged about seven drinks out of that. It was a long, hot day at some baseball games. But before we get into that, I'm going to say this. I, it is so frustrating how long I've held off drinking these 
Like, you know, we picked these up, what, six or seven weeks ago, maybe? Yeah. And I've had so many people ask me, oh, have you tried the mango cart? <laughs> no. God damn it. I haven't tried it yet. I'm trying to wait for this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time. Every single time. Yeah. It's got to be rough But anyway, yeah, let's get into this game. So this game we picked was Call of the Sea. And sir, I got some early text messages from you. Your ass oh. was uh, kind of lighting up my phone really early about this game. So I'm actually, because of that, I'm going to pass this over to you to start. Well, so those text messages came in early, but they they stopped really quick because that that gameplay did not last, right? I mean, it took me all of six hours, which I finished over the course of one evening and the next morning uh, to beat this game. It was the shortest game by far that we have ever played. I just blew through it. The So let's talk about what this game is. So Call of the Sea is a puzzle game. It's a first-person um, adventure puzzle game, or, or it's meant to be a puzzle game. I didn't find the puzzles that challenging, apparently, because I just blew through it. It wasn't that challenging at all to me. This is where we get separated as human beings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like This is, this is where I'm an average, dumb, and I'm going to say this whether it offends people or not. I'm an average, dumb American in this part. You know, I think early in the first episode, I made a joke about maybe we're something more. And it was like super sarcastic because, yeah, no, I struggled on some of those. And I don't mean like to the point like, you know, throwing a controller, but it did cost me a little bit of time on some of those puzzles. I mean, I did have you help me on one just because you happened to come over and it worked out good, <laughs> which worked out perfectly. But I'll let you continue. We'll, we'll go, go ahead. It was easy for you. You solved them with your, you know, IQ of 180. Go ahead. continue. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but I mean. I don't know. This game, I didn't I didn't go into this game expecting a ton out of it. I, I don't know what I was expecting out of it. Uh, it was a different type of game. And I think we both went into that knowing that this was a game that wasn't um, meant for either one of us. This was a really weird, just puzzle solving game that was kind of meant to be something that was supposed to take both of us out of our comfort zones. But nothing about this game grabbed me in any way, shape or form from the gameplay through from the writing from the visuals, um, everything about this game was not, was, was to me a bit subpar. And I think that that came through with that whole initial blast of texts. Like I was just taken aback at how terrible this game was like, Oh, so much. So I was actually considering like, should we just scrap this game and pick up something that we can actually talk about? Because can we find enough to talk about this game? And I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to find something over the next hour to talk about. Oh, no, I, I don't think I'll have any trouble. So this is probably going to be one of our most divided opinions on a game, I think. Let's see. Because I started off now, you know, we are both interested in kind of some different things and also some very similar things. But it, you break it down to the details, you know, devil in the details. You're a technical person. Yeah. You like the technical side of things. I'm mm -hmm. the storyteller. I like the story. Early on in this game, what deterred me was something I think very different than what deterred you. And I, I think for me, it was simply the dialogue was so bad. And I don't, I don't understand. Like, I understand you need to narrate out loud and she's very audibly out loud speaking. And I think it's to spoon, spoon feed you some of the storyline to keep you up to date. I almost wish they wouldn't have done that. And whether you got the full picture they wanted out of this story, it would have been maybe better. And that's the only thing that, and you did, I think you messaged something about the graphics 
they were not good, but I definitely lost sight of that by the end. And the dialogue still was not great all the way through. But I will say this before, and I'll break into the characters in like the early part of this game a little bit more and give a little more information. Oh, we should also do this. Huge spoiler alerts. So if you, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe should we should we discuss that now? Because yeah, so, okay, there's divided opinions here. One of us is probably going to recommend that you play this game. One of us is going to recommend you don't touch this game. I can guarantee <laughs> that. Um, so whichever one of us you choose to follow, that's up to you. But most likely, we're going to spoil the crap out of this game because I did complete the game, so I can tell you everything that happens in this we game and did. exactly how to solve every single puzzle in the game. It's yeah, it's. It's not a complex game. So um, there's going to be things that we talk about that will be um, very key to beating the game. And if you don't want if, if you don't want to spoil that for yourself, if you do plan on picking up the game and trying it out and seeing what it's all about for yourself, it, it, because like I said, it's a six hour playthrough. So worst case scenario, you waste a few hours of your life. Not much at all. I mean, we've wasted we've wasted more in other areas for sure. For sure. But. I just want to be known that this, I will probably spoil some of the story in this because I'm actually kind of excited uh, to talk about this game. Yeah. But let's, let's go back to the, let's, oh yeah. So let's go back to the beginning of this plot. You're Nora Everhart and her, oh man, when she talks, it's very kind of frustrating, but so I, think I would it's have meant wrote to the storyline a little different. I think it's meant to be all of her inner monologue though. It's, it's not meant to be uh, her conversing out but loud. It's, it's still meant to terrible. be her. Right. But it's still kind of bad on the writing side a hundred percent it's terrible like <laughs> i mean who calls I mean, their husband even back in the 30s <laughs> my dear old, old pal. pal like if that's the way they talked back then man they really that's why it led into world war ii back then i bet <laughs> that, I mean, issues yeah. like that <laughs> it's just so anyway you're you're nora everhart and you have a sickness and your husband has went on this expedition uh, which it doesn't really explain why he thinks he knows where the cure is, but apparently there's a cure in some mysterious island. And so he leaves you because you're bedridden or whatever to find this. And he goes missing. And I think she gets a letter or whatever early on and she's, he's missing. So you chart a, a boat that drops you off on this island for three days and it's supposed to come back and get you. And that's where your kind of story starts. And you're kind of looking for this lost husband. And like I said, early on, and especially early on with some of the puzzles, I was in complete agreement. Uh, the very first chapter is just, to me, kind of retarded. Like, it doesn't really, I mean, it's trying to pull you into this world, but then like the first puzzle, they send you around this path to where you could kind of get some clues for it, but it's not even needed. The bridge deal, the code to it's on the back. Yeah. If you literally just stepped around the back, the code to drop the bridge is right there. You don't need to walk around this useless made up side little spot that's got a couple little, you know, these clues. Right. So I was, when, you know, when you first texted me and I started playing, I went, oh my gosh, what is this? Yeah. And then you said you beat it quick. And I was like, so stupid. I got to like chapter three and I'm like, man, I must be about done too, because it's probably a three chapter game. You said he beat it really quick. No, I was halfway through that game. But I do say this and I stand by this. I think the game got, and this is maybe me getting pulled into the story a little bit. I'm kind of a story junkie, but after chapter three and i played the rest of the game i actually really enjoyed it really yes i i and would say we'll after chapter that. three it, it it the story was or the things that happened were better than what happened prior to chapter three up until chapter three before you get into the heart of the island yeah it's not great when you get into the heart of the island it gets a little bit better when she starts figuring out some of the things about herself it gets a little bit more interesting but it's still not great writing. 
It's still not great uh, puzzles. Like, none of them are hard. They were all pretty easy to solve. So. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> so this is where I take this game. It was Father's Day. Uh, and people are going to hear this and be like, what? That that was like, yeah, we understand we record ahead because we're busy people. So you're going to hear this a month or two after Father's Day. But it was Father's Day. Um, Bailey had to sleep for work. Uh, Jada and I played this game. And Zariah kind of paid attention, but he was doing something else. And of course, Shay was at his dad's house. And we just, you know, that was the night. Uh, that was the next day after you left. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you came over and well, we had steaks or whatever. And you helped me beat that stupid freaking organ puzzle in chapter three that didn't make any sense to me um and you're just like oh it's super easy i either overthought it or i'm just a retard you, which you is definitely fine. overthought it you i'm overthought sure it. i'm yeah. i'm kind of a dummy i'm not really upset about that but so i like moved on you know and we jade and i started playing this and we kind of got sucked in so my my hint to you know i guess hint my opinion would be play this game with another person another average person not a not a jesse 180 iq person that's gonna be like, yeah these are dumb these are super easy but I played it with Jaden. Like we had fun working on it together. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a few times I asked Bailey when she was up, but she was, you know, she didn't get clued it, like tied into it a whole lot. But then the huge twist in the story and the fact that you have, you know, two options when you end it on how you want the storyline to continue. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool. And it's it's not a horror game or scary, but there is a little bit of suspense to this mysterious thing of why you're drawn to this island and kind of what's happening to you as Nora. You kind of figure out. Really early on, though, that something's up. Well, yeah, she. Well, no, yeah, I. I don't know. I kind of figured out er, really early on that she was meant to be there, and the reason that she was meant to be there was that she was meant to go through what she ends up going through in the end, dependent on whether or not you choose to take which option at the very end. I, I don't know how much you want to spoil on that. I don't know either, um, but I. It's because I haven't asked you which option you took. I think I have a feeling both. I played both. Oh, you tried out both. You reloaded the save? Yeah, I reloaded the save. I took, so the first one I took, so do we want to just spoil it out, right? I mean, I don't know. I'll let you just make that Just say if you accepted her fate or you rejected her fate. I rejected it. It was my first one. The first time? Oh, uh, we went opposite, which I did not reload it again. I went hardcore with one option and I never reloaded it to try to relive to see what would happen. I went straight oh, really? forward, like accepting it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, and I'll ruin a little bit of something, because I wanted to see, and this is, I swear to God, this is the only reason, I wanted to see that damn big sea creature again so badly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so (laughs) badly. Because there's that one little cut scene where you're like dreaming and you're like pulled towards it and Mm -hmm. it's like off in the distance around like the rock. Yeah. I was like hypnotized. I was like, I've got to see more of this thing, which I don't know if you know this about me. I have a deep, deep rooted fear of the ocean. (laughs) Like straight if i can't see land i can go out in the water yeah and it's not necessarily a shark i have some weird belief that there's something much larger out there that's going to swallow me whole and i don't like that so i'm not a big ocean person i'll swim off the the beach i'll swim off a boat if i can if i can get back to that boat but if it's choppy and that boat starts moving away too quick i have a panic attack if i can't see land in swimmable distance yeah can't do it really cannot do it went uh went snorkeling at uh, you know off the coast of cozumel Mm-hmm. Uh, straight panic attack, hyperventilated, cannot do it. It's not for me. Boat got too far away too quickly. Yeah. And I'm, uh, nope, it's not for me. So, but the strange part about that is I'm also mesmerized and love the big deep sea creatures that I'm also terrified by. Sure. So that's why I chose to accept her fate. I had, I wanted to see that creature so badly again. Yeah, I get that. Were you just so, wanting to- An interesting point. Well, no, so I, I, 
I knew as soon as I saw that you had a choice, I knew I was going to take both. And, and so with me, I put myself, so, you know, I tried to experience the game from, you know, I tried to, I tried to enjoy the game. I tried to, I really did. You know, I tried to put myself in the shoes of, of Nora. Like if I were her knowing that her husband had done all of this for her and her choice was going to impact him one way or the other, you're right. I, I, I chose to disregard spoiler alert. He's alive. <laughs> yeah. No, so he's alive in the end. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so yeah. Spoiler alert. He's still alive just for anybody playing the game or does play the game. And it's like, you know, you're searching for him. He's alive. Just a heads up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I chose to, to reject her fate and because to me, that's what she would have done because she loved him. That's what that, I mean, that was my first, like to me, if I was to follow the story, that's what she would have done because she loved him, not because of anything else. She didn't care that like she'd been suffering ever since, you know, her early twenties or whenever that her sickness set in. Right. So she's, she's dealt with that for a yeah, long time. Mom passed away. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think storyline wise, it, it shows up right after the death of her mother. Yeah. Almost immediately. And her mom had the same kind of issues. Yes. Yeah, so it's a hereditary thing. It's because she's mm-hmm. not meant to be outside of this island. Um, but right. you know, anyway, which makes you so, wonder where they came into contact with the mom. Right. Where'd this all start? You know, it makes yeah. you really kind of wonder. But so for me, you know, to me, she would have already accepted that as her lot in life, and that her her love for him would have you know made her go with the other way. So I chose that first, and you know, made my save and went through. And I watched all the way through the the end scene, right? And then I went back and played it again. Were you satisfied? And no, neither way. Like both of them are are actually kind of crappy uh, outcomes for Harry. Both. Uh, but in, in any event, it, what is interesting though is um, the end scene. Um, well, not the not well the end scene with Harry alone does change based on your decision, and the song that you sing, "My Dear Old Pal," changes based on your decision there too. And so this is what I was going to get back yeah, to. That's- this is what I was going to talk about. Like, this is something I wanted to talk about. The the song the they say they reference that my dear old pal a lot. Those two together, they talk about each other. My dear old pal. And to me, the why I say this is a a, a bit of lazy writing throughout this whole thing. It's like somebody had been researching 1930s songs that were popular and found that one. And was like, okay, I'm going to write a story around this song because it was like the song came first, then the story was built with only the reference to the song. And that was it. There's nothing else. There's nothing else that ties that whole thing together other than that. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't even care if that's an accurate cutesy nickname for the time. It was frustrating. And there's a lot of like dumb, like my king, my queen, boo, baby. You know, there's a lot of those. (laughs) You know, I think Bailey and I are pretty, pretty standard. We just say babe or baby or whatever, but my dear old pal, and even in writing, like, and leaving the notes behind, I just, I don't know it. And the, you can say it's inner monologue and she's not saying that stuff audibly out loud. You can say that we can roll with that. That's fine. It's still to me is just like really bad script on like what a person would say, because half of that shit that is happening to her. No normal person is going to be saying that. They're going to be saying, what the fuck out loud? That's what they're going to be saying. Like, (laughs) what the fuck just happened? For sure. You know, like I say that about stuff that's like, you know, 
Like, I'll drop a case of beer on my foot, and I'm like, are you serious? What the fuck? And then, you know what I mean? And this lady's dealing with some crazy ooze, what do they call it? Uh, Icor, which I thought it was pronounced Icor. I always thought that was pronounced Icor, but yeah, they call the I'm black stuff Icor or, or whatever? Yeah. You Same thing for you? Yeah. Okay, well, this company that made this is from Madrid, Spain, yes. if I'm not mistaken. The developers are. Okay, so maybe that's like, I don't know if that's a gap in English language or, again, I'm just a dummy. And don't know how to say words correctly. And I try to, I usually fault to that, but I feel like I've heard in other games slash movies, it's Icker, not Icor. Am I, am I mistaken? I don't know. I've always defaulted towards Icker. Me too. Me too. So, but yeah, she's like the black Icor is on me and she's just so calm and complacent. And you could, you could argue the story and say, well, it's because she's from there and it's like, you know, embedded in her genes to be there. Yeah. I don't, I'm not buying that. She's obviously not grown up there in any normal, especially white girl in America that's put on this island and has some black icor, you know, splashing on her and shit and wakes up in a crazy uh, lucid dream of like a drug induced dream isn't going to be saying the thing she says internally or audibly out loud. You're going to be going, what the fuck just (laughs) happened to me? That's going to be what's said. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the dialogue and that's honestly one of my only big hits and the, the early chapters and the dialogue, it took a very hard hit early on. It's somewhat, u- it's, man, I say this all the time. It's somewhat unique to me. Like, no, not, not at some all. of the like, choices at so the end. That was pretty an standard. An affluent white lady thinks she knows everything about a Polynesian culture. And that's when she goes in there. I mean, that's literally the dialogue that she has with herself. I just read a book all about the Polynesian culture on my way to this <laughs> island. I mean, it's literally in this, the dialogue. And it's yeah. because she's an affluent white lady yeah, on no her way fear. to an island. Yeah, right. So it's just, yeah. I don't know. And she has I, no fear of that entire island. It blows my mind. I have no clue. But again, maybe it's the experience. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe it's the experience because I, I would play that game with somebody. I would recommend to play that game with another person. I would not recommend someone that plays games by themselves solely. But, you know, Bailey and I look for games to play together all the time. You know, we did the Gears of War, like every single one of them co-op. And I try to pull her into some games that I like. And it's kind of hard to get her um, interested in games, you know, not like impossible, just a little more complex. But I feel like she would have had the time. We could have played this game through together. And I could see <laughs> she's she's my Jesse when you're not around. See, I could have <laughs> pulled off her genius brain to help me get through some of these puzzles you know, while I was drinking a beer or handing the control over to go make some, you know, chicken strips in the air fryer or something, you know, this would have been a great co-op game for sure, which is kind of what I did with my daughter. I just went, Hey, take the remote, try these puzzles out for a minute. I'll watch you while I'm helping the baby or grabbing a snack. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That made it fun. And she got involved too. And then the storyline, if be it as cliche or corny or terrible dialogue, you want to go with it. Like I said, I still think if you stripped it down, it's still kind of a weird, fun story. They didn't, I don't think they executed it properly. I think if you took a huge, and again, this is a game developer, you know, with a couple of, I don't know how many people's involved, but it's a bunch of dudes like making games. They wanted to make their own game and work on this. But if you gave this to a big game company that really can handle the graphics and the suspense and the writing part of this, you strip this down to just woman looking for her husband from the 1930s puzzle game on this island crazy which we're trying not to spoil too much crazy sea monster backstory to what you are blah 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 that's that stripped down to that you have someone else come in and work on some of this it's you could do something with this and make this a fun concept i i don't and disagree I've, i think more could I've, have I've been done with this game that. 
I, I think more could have been done. Maybe that's where I'm coming from. And maybe that's why it, it became so frustrating and irritating to me because I thought so little was done with the game. It was just like, oh, and it, it I mean, it's literally like this. Just walk to this point. Look at this thing. It's jotted down in your notebook. Walk to the next point. Look at this thing. It's jotted down in your notebook. Rinse and repeat. Like, it's just that. You just literally do that. There is nothing more than that. It's just what order do you walk to the different points and look at the different things? <laughs> right. Man, you're going to make me say some negative things now, too. <laughs> Part of the trickery, and I will say this was a negative for this game, was let's make you walk around and click on the same thing again before the note will pop up. Yeah, there was a bit of that. Like even in the part, so the part I think that even I came over and and helped you with, that was part of the problem, right? Is not only were you overthinking it, I think there was a bit in that uh, you had to go back and take a look at a a set of slides or something, another thing that you had already previously looked at that you, you had to just go back and look at it one more time and then go back to where you were even though you had already been there. Like it, it just, it, the sequence of things that you did mattered. And if you just didn't go back and forth enough, but I mean, you had to take note in her, her notebook that spaces were missing. And if you noticed that, then you knew, oh, I missed something. I got to go backwards. Right. Yeah. That's, so, I mean, that's what happened to me. That's yeah. when I couldn't solve a puzzle I literally had to use the notebook and go, yeah, I think there's something on this page probably missing. Like a little yeah. chunk that could have another picture. Mm-hmm. That was the thing that drove me. Like that's how I could figure out all of that stuff is because uh, so there's the good the good points of the notebook and the bad points of the notebook. So like there there was two sides to the notebook, right? The notebook you could have, you had notes where she was jotting down the clues that she was finding on her way throughout the island. So that was kind of actually neat. Like if that wasn't in the game, I would have literally grabbed a notebook myself and been jotting down the things that I thought was important. You know, that's just what I would have done. That's in my yeah, nature. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to. Yeah. And the other side of it was, um, it was like log entries. And to me, that mm-hmm. was absolutely garbage. It was one just trash story uh, added in there, and it wasn't worth really reading. Um, it no, it was almost just in- a repeat of her inner monologue and what you saw. Correct. There was no additional stuff to to add it at, at all to the story. It didn't provide any additional context at all. So the only thing it did do is uh, there was one puzzle that did, if you knew the date of a log entry, of the login, latest log entry, you knew you could tell, you could solve a puzzle. That was it. Okay. But you, I mean, that was one that I you did. I don't remember that one. I think you solved it accidentally then <laughs> because it was the one I helped you out on. Was it early on? No, it was the one that helped you out on in chapter three. Uh, oh, the organ? I don't know if I have, if I want to give it away because it'll give away the puzzle. Okay, then don't. The okay. numbers up top on the left? No, no. It has nothing to do with those numbers. Oh, okay. Well, let's just talk about, let's say <laughs> before we just <laughs> divulge the entire story, let's do talk <laughs> about this. So we said it was a puzzle game, right? Yeah. And it's, it's an action story of a puzzle game, you know? Uh, so there's no like fear of dying not at all, or anything like that. There, there is a fear of dying in real life though, because of how slow you walk slash sprint <laughs> there and there's crawl and then your character, slowly walk. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They say hold down on it to sprint, but that's, sl- that's hold down on it to walk. Yes. It's, it's, you can tiptoe or you can hold in left L3 on your Xbox controller to, to walk. Yes. There is no sprint on that game. 
And if there's anything that ever's a risk of dying while playing this game, it's you yourself from how slow it is moving from puzzle to puzzle. Yeah. And you know, you're smiling and I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of animosity behind that smile because I know you got frustrated about that as much as I did. I was more frustrated at with that in the beginning than I think I was towards the end of the game. I think towards the end of the game I kind mm-hmm. of accepted it, right? Once you get used to moving at that slow of a pace, you kind of just accept it. And the more I thought about it, it it kind of makes sense to her being ill. Like for sure. When you first she start says off, that too. Yeah. When you first start off, you can't even sprint. Like she's just creeping along. Crawling. Yes. And then you they unlock the sprint ability. And when she comes off the ship, she's on all fours crawling. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I mean, that's there's no doubt in my mind. That's what, <laughs> if that's what was happening. And then she says she feels really good and she she gets the sprint ability, which is a uh, slow shuffle. And I mean, <laughs> slow shuffle. I mean, I guess that makes sense for a lady that's been suffering from a, an illness her entire life. Uh, it makes sense to the story. But as far as does it make any sort of real practical sense for gameplay? Not at all. Again, I think it's one of those things to slow you down on solving the puzzles. You know, it just makes the game last a little bit longer. It's the only purpose. Right. That's that's the only thing I could see. I mean, but my only thought is so for a lady that can only walk that fast, how is she making it up ladders? That was kind of frustrating to watch too, though. It was, but how could she make it up a I mean, ladder? In all seriousness, if she can only, if she can barely crawl, right? I don't know. It's a it's a good question, but these are the types of things I try to avoid because if I think too critically or too long, I will start to get a little bit worked up about some of these things. But like I said, I I you said that by the end, you know, the end it didn't bother you, but there's a lot of stuff that didn't bother me by the end because I like I said. At that point, I was invested in the story. So now would the argument be I was invested because I had to be for a multiple reasons. A, we had time left to play before recording. B, you beat it. So there's a little competition in there. You know, I didn't want you to come onto this recording and have more knowledge about it than me, you know, in that regard. And C, like I said, I had that day and Jade and I kind of got sucked in. And so was I, was I C, just getting into the story and actually captivated by it a little enough to be intrigued or interested in finishing it. And I honestly think part of it's C. I'm not gonna lie. I really I think I think some of the other variables are in there, but I I was just genuinely actually, you know, wanting to see how this played out. Like I said, mesmerized by the big creature. I wanted to see more of the big creature and what the <laughs> hell was going on with that thing. Yeah. Cause I'm you know, I'm gonna put that in my memory bank for the next time I go to the ocean, for sure. I'll be looking in out in the ocean and the waves for something like that. But you know, so I played it on Xbox. You played it on Xbox. Uh, yes. I do believe it was on other platforms. It is single player. It's actually on a lot of platforms, really. So, I thought so. So it's available on PC, Xbox One, Xbox S and X, like so the new systems, PS4 and PS5. I thought I saw screenshots with better graphics of it, in all honesty. P- P- I'm pretty sure I saw it on PC and it looked, it looked better. I'll say that. I don't know how, um, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's using Unreal Engine too. Believe it or not, I, it looked like I saw. I'm I mean, pretty sure if you see some, pe- I saw either. Yeah, no, it was screenshots when I was looking up some info, and it, I was like, man, that actually looks really cool. It looks pretty good. Hey, I, you know, I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. It may look way better on a different system than the Xbox uh, One. I, I don't know. I did not try it on other okay. systems, so sure. Let's say it does look a million percent better, <laughs> but it has on the Xbox one, it has room to look a million percent better because there is, I think with the exception of, they took a lot of care in 
her arms when she is not herself or when she becomes what she becomes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to say that without saying it. um, Was that aesthetically pleasing to you when when she swam like that? Yes, that was like the only time Dude, that yes. I thought the game looked really good. That looked excellent. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you have yeah, the ability whoever. to make something that looks really good. Why can't the rest of the game yeah. look this way? Let's just do a shout out now. Whatever developer worked on that part of the game. For sure. Props to you on the arm swimming because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was probably one of the best parts of the game. No, it even stood out to my daughter and my son. They're like, oh, that looks really cool swimming like that. And I was like, I didn't even pay attention. Oh my God, that does look really cool. Yes. Yeah. You're not alone in that. Yeah. I mean, huh, they have the ability so. there. It just, for some reason, the rest of the game uh, graphically for, to me, fell short. Odd. Huh. Well, it was on Xbox Game Pass, so I'm, I'm happy we did not lose any real money over this. So that's, yeah. that's one positive for sure. A hundred percent. Online, no. I didn't, you know, I don't know how that would be online. It's all single player, no multiplayer. Uh, obviously multi-platform, not cross-platform. Uh, you went over the long list of platforms that's available. Um, and you know, we talked, we both tried it on Xbox. So there's at least that list of stuff that we typically go over kind of covered. Um, and then of course we've went into some of the other categories, graphics, uh, you know, optimization zero, (laughs) you know, there's nothing you can do to alter your crawl speed or (laughs) your abilities to climb ladders as slow as possible. Yeah. I mean, if you, if, if you climbed up a ladder and this is, I think this is part of, I'm sure anybody that plays a lot of these mystery puzzle games have dealt with things like this. I mean, it can be, if this was a suspense game, this would also create some fear. And I've said that forever. I I don't know that people believe or argue with me on this concept, but if you play the first Resident Evil, what makes that game is grabbing and suspenseful as it does is your character has such little ability to move. You, when you go to turn around, you have to do this weird, jagged Austin Powers run into the <laughs> wall, turn slowly thing that takes half an hour to get turned around. You, the first Resident Evil to do that. So if a zombie was coming out, it was 10 times scary because you couldn't get your goddamn character, you know, you, Chris Redfield or whoever it was, you couldn't get him to turn around, Jill Valentine, because she starts with the gun. You know, you couldn't get those people to turn around and shoot. So it made it way scarier. Right. This game. If they added a few more jumpy moments, I think would help too, because you kind of feel that after. So that first little like well that you're in with the howling and the weird crying, screaming things in the background, I'm like, okay, is this about to get creepy as shit? Cause I'm by myself and I'm not sure I'm prepared for that. <laughs> you know, if they would have had some of those suspenseful moments, you know, that slow moving character ability that makes it a lot scarier. Cause you know, you ain't yeah. getting away from nothing. Right. You know? So I don't know. I don't know. It, that was that was a whole nother level of stuff, I think. I mean, it had the opportunity to be have a different tone than it really did. Like, if you look at the the story that they describe um, between Harry and the party that he's with, that the story, the tone of that story is way darker than the story that she's going through. Yeah. The story she's going through is like yeah. bright and almost joyful. The what she what they're going through is like death and destruction. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like uh what is that lord of the flies shit like almost dude, yeah her story if you're comparing the two like if she's if you're if you're not comparing them hers is a little bit lonely and scary and you know a little bit sad or whatever but she's she's interpreting it okay because you know for whatever reason her character's you know not scared of any normal shit she's got an upbeat look on it yeah yeah exactly 
But if you, once you compare the two, you're not wrong. It's like a butterfly. She's like the butter. She's like the caterpillar transforming. Yeah. You know, she's just beautiful little kid book you read. You know, she's going to turn into the butterfly at the end. And then if you read their story, you didn't, you couldn't have said any better. It's, it's fucking mayhem. (laughs) Like, you know. People are turning and fucking getting stabbed, you know, like right. you're not wrong. I didn't, I, we hadn't really touched into the expedition side of this, which you don't get to see. You only read and find remnants of this story from the expedition, but it's not good. You find grave sites. You know, <laughs> it's like the, yeah, grave sites at every chapter, uh, weird, scary shit that's happening to them. And who's taking all these creepy fucking photos you know, it's like the wartime <laughs> photos of the, like, you know, made it through Vietnam and they're in the background and they, they can just tell like their souls almost left their body. If someone in this is taking these creepy fucking pictures of everybody and leaving them around for you to find. Well, it's 1930. You know? Who's developing that shit, man? Like right. they're developing that right. stuff right there. <laughs> yeah. They're not sketches. They're fucking photos. <laughs> they're deve- And they had the time while they're trying to survive this crazy sci-fi roller coaster of fucking death and mayhem they have time to work on developing photos of creepy guys looking just just destroyed as humans in the background <laughs> you know <laughs> you know we didn't even touch into that that actually might have been more of what carried me through this too because i was really intrigued about their storyline as well their story was definitely better than hers <laughs> 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 more entertaining i would say for sure especially when you get to the end and we won't you know we have spoiled a little bit i'll leave the cliffhanger the the big cliffhanger i will i think we can avoid that safely yeah i think we have enough to talk about we can avoid the big story cliffhanger that you run into and it's all expedition expedition that's mainly side you know it affects her greatly but it's not something visually you see it's something that's being thrown at you through these pictures and then it's boom at the end you're like what the hell you know this big twist in the story i I guess that's better word than cliffhanger this big twist in the story that happens we'll leave that alone we'll leave that if you want to find that out go get the game try not to spend a lot of money on it download it off xbox game pass obviously find somebody to play it with so maybe you'll enjoy it a little bit more yeah maybe get some of these kona big waves and these mango carts mix them up being drunk definitely couldn't hurt Right. I definitely think you're right about that. And for someone like you, it might slow you down on those puzzles. For me, it changes nothing. So <laughs> I'll just leave that little note there. But, you know, worst case scenario, I guess you could pull out your phone and cheat, I guess. You know, if you just want to see what, if you want to see the big twist, you could also do that or just watch the videos on YouTube. Uh, luck versus tactic, n- not neither, really. I mean, I don't even know what you'd, we always bring that up in a lot of games, but I guess you could say tactic in some sense, but it's really just solving some stuff enjoyability i would say if you can make it past the third chapter it is worth playing if you don't get past the third chapter and you get stuck at all and you don't play it i I mean there's really you got to finish the game to enjoy this game i firmly believe that you have to play this game through to enjoy it if you if you pick this up you're not getting any enjoyment in the first three chapters i don't feel like so no so you know we we talked about enjoyability it's different for both of us but i do firmly believe it is enjoyable if you're going to play it all the way through. I think the storyline's worth it. And we'll see how the ratings go, which, again, I never remember on the last episode who rated what first. I, I'm willing to go first because everybody already knows that it mine's going to be the down note. So we'll, we'll go, we'll go <laughs> this down is like, with me. This is, like a, Dude, I, <laughs> this is like a phone game. You know, you're just like fucking dog shit. <laughs> Bef- before you give a, a, a rating, because we, okay. we do this, we go into the 
you know, best out of 10 type of thing, you know, rating out of 10, uh, which I don't even, you know, looking back, what's our, man, do we have it? I would like to know what is our highest rated on episode so far? I think it's probably going to be Dragon Age Inquisition, isn't it? Yeah, Dragon Age for sure. Yeah, but not, we haven't got a game in the nines yet. I'd be anxious for when that happens. I think we have to spend more money to get there. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not this one for sure. I no, okay, okay. I I can follow you on there, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stand up for these, you know, developers out of Madrid, Spain, which I know nothing about. I'm gonna stand up a little bit for them in a few in a few ways. So I'm okay. I did take a look at Out of the Blue Games and, you know, so from their website, they don't have a whole lot out there on them. Like, I did just take a look at them to kind of see, you know, why why I felt like this was such an underdeveloped game, because that's kind of the feeling I got out of it. It was like, this is kind of an underdeveloped game. Apparently, this is a group of, like, veteran developers that just kind of got together and formed this little company. And this is their first and only game. And they're focused on these smaller games, and they're only really trying to want to slowly grow. So I kind of respect that. You know, they're they're doing something, and they've got an ideal. And as long they, as they want to stick to that ideal, you know, that's fine. They, they're doing something. This game just, to me, didn't hit home. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. I think one of the biggest reasons for me why this doesn't really get it, you know, there's a lot of things that we've hit on this episode from the story to the the puzzles just were not challenging. But even to, like, when you talk about optimization, there are things I do when we're playing, you know, like puzzle games or things like that to solve puzzles in a way that is more optimal. And especially when it's kind of something like this where you're searching for solutions in that, you know, I tend to... Nice. Finished it? Awesome. Yes, I did. You know, I tend to... Um, overexplore quite a bit. Um, and the fact that they force you to explore things in the set pattern that they want you to explore them in because they want the things to make sense to Nora and not to you makes me a bit frustrated. Like you may understand it, but Nora doesn't understand it. So what does it matter to you? They don't give care to the player. They give care to the character in the game. And that to me is not a good game. That's a frustrating game experience for the player. They're, they're disregarding who their player is. If I understand what's happening and what is taking place and made note going for more. Awesome. Yeah. I'm actually going to not mix this one, but we'll talk about that after afterwards. Sweet. You know, if I, as a player understand what's going on and have made note of things mentally or otherwise, like if I've taken notes by hand on paper myself of what's going on and have come to a conclusion before your system in the game has caught up to it and you're gimping me just for the sake of your gameplay, that's not a great game. So that's a long, long, long winded way for me to get back to my rating. Is there any notes besides that long winded detail? Is there any notes you want to before we continue, I mean, we hit the expedition. We hit a lot. We hit a lot of different things. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, we're we're avoiding the big twist for sure, and, and kind of the ending in in a sense. I mean, I'll say one thing: poor fucking Harry, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he doesn't make out well any in any way. Like, so the guy has to be. So I'm, this is another bit of to me lazy story writing because the guy has to be either the luckiest person on earth 
the luckiest and unluckiest person on earth or uh, and an absolute genius because no, he's a fucking gene he's a stud in a lot of ways well and he had to have figured out all of this from the moment he stepped foot on the island because he starts writing these letters which lead her along the way knowing that she's going to be following him and leaves her clues all along the way from the moment he sets foot on the island so to me that's lazy story writing how does he know that? Well, you could argue that some of those are happenstance. He's just leaving notes because some of, I mean, oh no. Okay. Yeah. He would have had to go back and leave the letters written to her, which I can't remember where all those are placed, but there's a couple of letters written directly to her. Correct. All of those letters are written directly to, just leave to her. Those, yeah. If you weren't just a mad genius knowing she was going to follow your trail, it'd be kind of weird. You'd leave those. Yes. You know? And he didn't, mm. and according to the story, he didn't know what ends up happening or what ends up, what ends up going to be happening to her or what could happen to her until he finds out until the till the twist the, yeah yeah till, until close yeah, to the twist till close to the twist and that makes he makes his decision why he can't right do the thing and so he with could, the thing <laughs> so either that or he would have had to go back and write all of those letters backwards which i guess he would have had to make his way off the island so that's that's actually that is a unlikely but possible storyline i guess <laughs> well, I mean, if you were devoted to trying to save your, your sure. old pal wife, you know, the, the <laughs> I, I guess I didn't look at it from that pal. angle, but sure. Yeah. I guess he would have had to make his way off the island and he could have planted all of those letters after the fact. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm actually a big fan of him. I'm a big Harry fan. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of the expedition and him in the story, in this greater game than I am of her in the actual gameplay. Like, you know, which... <sighs> If they could have added a little, and I can't remember the character's name, if they could have added a little bit of that tough, you know, Prometheus main, you know, the guy that does those Alien and Prometheus movies, I can't think of what his name is. He's big for advocating like the strong feminist role. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I don't know why I'm always attracted to that. Like the strong female, like, I don't know if you probably, you, I know you didn't watch, you're not a big Star Wars fan. You didn't watch the uh, Mandalorian, but the chick in that, gosh, and now I'm going to forget her name too. She's tough and a badass. I love those characters, but Nora's not tough or a badass. You no. know, there's really not anything appealing about her. She's a victim of circumstance. Absolutely. Yeah. And like lazily. Yes. I mean, I don't even know. I guess the only thing that could have made her a shittier person was if she was griping the whole time while she was <laughs> exactly. out there. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like, I, which would make a really weird story because they'd be like, why the fuck are you doing this? And why are you just <laughs> whining all the time? Right. But instead, she was like overly optimistic. Yeah. You know, oh, I got the black eye core on me. Well, I don't know why this is here. Guess we'll keep going. <laughs> like any, any sane person. And maybe this was her sickness taking over her mind. Again, you could leave. There's a lot of room for growth in this story. Any sane person would have left or waited on the shoreline almost immediately after getting there. You would have built a you would have built a fort. You would not have trekked any farther into that, and you wouldn't have went alone. Yeah, yeah, not at all. You'd have paid someone to go, and it would have been another expedition situation where there's met death and mayhem, and that probably would have made a really entertaining story. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It would have made a much better story. Yeah, it would have been expedition mirrored against expedition of just fucking mayhem and, and survival that's not lasting, you know. And all of those puzzles could have been there in all of that. And all of the things could have happened to her in all of the same way in a different, in that situation, in that expedition situation. And I think it would have made more sense, honestly. A hundred percent. I think, I mean, I think even like if they were trying to treat her and figure out what's going on and what's happening, I think that would almost make more sense than her by herself. That's it's just such a strange 
you know, but like we said, a couple, couple of veterans, I don't know how many making this game, you know, maybe they're like us. And so I, I can't really dig on them too much. You know, I can't really knock on them because man, maybe they're like us and they've got, you know, full-time regular jobs and kids and families. And they're like, Hey, let's tackle this great project. And then they can piss their fucking wives off and stuff because they're too busy <laughs> wrapped up trying to do, trying to do, you know, the fun stuff, you know, trying to make a podcast or, you know, make a video game. So there's, there is that element, you know, to these guys. It, again, we talk about going after small developers and we do, I have a little bit of a respect for this. If this isn't your main job and you're not being funded by a big company, Almost anything you can produce could be at least respectable, if even if it's not enjoyable or something I'm going to play. You know what I'm saying? I I do a hundred percent. I get everything you just said, and this is why this is the part of, of doing this that that kind of sucks because we have to still. I mean, I, I still gotta I still gotta say it how I feel, and yeah, yeah, and maybe they, you know, and I I hope they grow. You know, I never wish ill on anybody. No. I hope that they, you know, learn and can do better and make better for sure. I mean, I think, you know, I think they could do better. Like I said, there was parts of this game that I, I can see how they could have done things better. Like if, like I said, the whole swimming with the hands thing. Like Dude, it, maybe they, so they said a group of veterans. What if there was five dudes making this game, right? And what if they had two other guys in mind, but they were kind of busy. And so they started working on this game without them, right? And these other two dudes were like, they were, they were really wanting these guys to get involved. And they're like, man, maybe once you get it started, but we got other stuff going on. You know, we're not trying to piss off our family by tackling more stuff. What if that was the case? And so they get three chapters in of programming and writing this code. And these two guys are like, hey, our schedule's opened up. I heard you guys are kind of making headway on that game. We're going to come in. We're going to help you. And they're like, thank God, finally, we have some backup. And these backup just happen to be the fucking cavalry that know what they're doing. And they come in. And because it, think about it, you didn't see the swimming arms till after chapter three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, you're right. You know I what I'm know. saying? And the story <laughs> got a lot better after chapter three. So either they found a groove, which I can respect that, or their two guys or one or two guys that they were really banking on getting involved in this finally got off their ass and was like, yeah, we do have time. We're going to hop on in. We're going to come. We're going to join you in Madrid, Spain. We're going to work on this. So we're going to make this a masterpiece. And those two guys probably were like, oh, should we tell them? No, probably not. The first three chapters are kind of fucking rough, you know, but they didn't tell them. They just beefed it up as much as they could from then on. You know, that's another storyline that could be happening behind the scenes, behind the curtain we don't know about. So I'll leave you with that little tidbit. It's a way to look at it. Sure. It's not going to affect my rating, but sure. I mean, <laughs> it, it really shouldn't. It shouldn't. But okay. So I think we've, I think we've definitely went down enough rabbit holes with this. And I'm I'm on the third beer, which I'm I'm kind of waiting for the episode where I get belligerently drunk and can't talk right. But let, go ahead. I think that's Let, coming up. What eleven or ten or eleven, Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, so back to this and the rating. I don't know. I've listed everything we can. I'll just get to it. Um, it, it I'm I'm on the I'm on the only end. So look this up. Uh, I'm the only person rating this this way. Um, it's it's nine out of ten everywhere else. Uh, so take what I'm going to say with a grain of salt. It is a 3.2 for me. Dude, I was going to guess you at a 3.3. It was not good. Um, I didn't find any part of this really enjoyable. Um, uh, so you said play it with another person. Like this was kind of an odd game because this was one that I played while, <clears throat> while Brandy was around. She wasn't like playing with me, but she was watching because she was um, working on a quilt. Like, so she quilts a lot. 
Um, but she was working on a quilt and sewing. And so she was near and kind of listening and watching and happened to be in and out of the uh, room while I was playing. And she was looking at it and she was like, man, this just looks like a really bad game. So I don't know. Uh, she's not uh, she's not a big video game player uh, at all. Unless it's Animal Crossing. Unless it's Animal Crossing or Pokemon. But still, you know, it was just one of those things. It was, there wasn't a whole lot that drew me into it. And yeah, it did get better, but it wasn't, it didn't get good enough to to even make it really worth playing. Like I said, I, I finished it so quickly. And that's not, that's not that, like I said, not every game has to be super long. Heck, Raji wasn't that long. No, it wasn't actually. It was kind of weird. We had two pretty short games back to back, actually. And I'm I'm super thankful that this game was so short because, like I, <laughs> as I was telling you, I it gave me a chance to go back and play Empire of Sin, man. So, <laughs> which dude, I think that's awesome because I had actually thought some stuff about that game, but I haven't went back and messed with it. That actually, when you told me that when you were down and you said no, I was like, I went back and played some more Empire of Sin, and, which I don't even want to know how many rackets you're up to now on that game. But sixty plus. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I know if I go to Chicago, if there, there's eventually going to be like a shrine to you, you know, <laughs> some weird time machine, you and this racket to this mob world. But yeah. So, I mean, I can respect your number and I'm not even super shocked. And so, you know, we had these, this beer lined up, this mix lined up for a while and it was kind of getting on crunch time. I didn't want it to sit in my fridge for, you know, six months before we got to do an episode on it. <laughs> and so I was really kind of, you know, looking for something to pair with it and actually what drew me to this game was to take us out of our comfort zone and you know that's my talent yours is high iq and (laughs) tactics and solving and you know the technical side and anytime i have a computer issue i you know talk to you those you know you have several uh what's that like your swiss army knife you have several tools in your in your tool belt deal to um work with and uh you know i knew that one of mine is getting you out of your comfort zone and you didn't have a choice, which makes me even happier. <laughs> Your fucking ass just had to dive in and accept it. And I knew I was, uh, you know, waiting for the Hail Mary of, or the volley of texts that were like, fuck this game. And I got a couple, you know. Luckily, you beat it quick enough, they, the text stopped. But, <laughs> you know, uh, it's fine. I'll take your rating. I just don't think it was good for you to try something different, and I believe that. I yeah, I don't disagree. Like, I, I'm not opposed to a puzzle game, man. Uh you know, I, I, I like some puzzle games. Um, I am more willing to play a puzzle game now than I was before. And I think with the impression that I will get Bailey involved or the kids involved. Yeah. I mean, I really do. And so I will give you my rating, sir. And we kind of talked about the rule of sixes and whatnot. You know, I'm a, I hate to get things below six or whatever, which I think is complete horseshit. I think I rated something back in the day, like 3.9. Or something. So don't give me that shit that I don't ever go below six. But I will say this game, and I'm not up there with the regular category of people either saying it's a nine out of 10. I wouldn't say it's a nine out of 10. I think that's kind of ludicrous. I think that's blatantly just giving it a rating based on maybe it's just a nine out of 10 in the world of puzzle games. Maybe we need to try more puzzle games as a comparison. We don't really do that. Perhaps. Because if that was the case, you know, that would that would change how we kind of rate things. We kind of rate things just off how we enjoy them and what, you know, we're we're shooting to the demographic of us. Right. You know, some kind of nerds that like RPG games that are in their 30s and have some kids in a family. Like, <laughs> you know, we have a type for sure, <laughs> you know, just saying. So, you know, that would change our rating system. But in all honesty, 
that the if you if you asked me after three chapters if I never got if you didn't come down and I never messed with it anymore and I never got past the organ and we did this podcast I would have rated this game like a four point two yeah maybe a four point five if not lower that's I think that's being very generous but it was the Father's Day experience playing with Jada solving the puzzles with her. And the actual storyline ending to get that satisfaction of finishing a storyline, having a goddamn ending. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, when you have a really good storyline, sometimes the ending can be bittersweet. I'm going to bring this up because we do every episode. Sell the Breath of the Wild. Right. It felt really good to beat it, but it was also bittersweet because then the storyline was over. Sure. This game felt, I thought, I mean, I, my brain actually thought about this game after I beat it. I think that kind of says something. So to rate it, I'm going to go with a 5.8. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, it brought, it came up to me because I would for free and only for free. I, I think if the money got involved, this rating would go down. I would not want to spend a lot of money because it's a very quick game. This is one of the games you would rent. You know, there's like the red box thing and like the weird renting, you know, services you can use. This would be a, one of the only games I would ever say rent. Yeah. Rent this on a weekend, get you some drinks, play with the wife or whoever and solve this kind of fun little puzzle game story and see what happens to the fucking massacre of the expedition and then kind of enjoy the little tidbit of the sci-fi story that happens with Nora. That's what I would say. So I, that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. All right. Now you went first on that and we'll break into these drinks. Now I did finish the mix. I did and too. I really thought, did you? Yeah. You crack anything else open? I didn't. I, I debated it. I debated hard. Should I? Well- yeah, try the Kona Big Wave because I didn't open that one. I opened the mango cart by itself. All right, I'll do that. So, and here's what I'm going to say. I really expected the the Beach Bum was good. And I, I wouldn't say it Wasn't was bad. like, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say it was something like to write home about and say like, this is the newest thing out there, try it. But I will say this, if you're playing volleyball or you're out um, on a hot summer day by the beach, yeah, I could drink the shit out of those Beach Bums. I think they're they're not real beer heavy. They're crisp. They're refreshing. They don't feel like you're getting bloated by drinking a bunch of beer. I could drink those beach bums all day long out in the sun, probably. We kind of talked about that with you know some other seasonal type beer. But what I expected when I opened the mango cart by itself was maybe a little bit more of a kick of flavor. It wasn't really. Surprisingly, it wasn't. The, the by mango itself, by itself? The, really? Yeah, the mango by itself, it's good, but it's not. Um, I think it is kind of, I think I surprisingly enjoyed it more mixed with the Kona. Really? Yeah, Interesting. which, I mean, we'll try a few more drinks and see if I, you know, agree with that again, but. Yeah, so I just uh, caveman styled this uh, Kona, big wave. Oh, man, what are you going to do with yourself, having to drink out of a bottle? I know, I didn't bring a, another glass to pour this, and I didn't want well, to pour into the glass I already had the uh, mango cart in, so. I don't know how I'm going to tie this in, but I'm going to try. The Kona Hawaii uh, aloha meaning of everybody's a part of everything and it's all love and hunky-dory and it's more than just hello and goodbye, man, you're you're embracing that everything is, what does it say? I got to actually read this now. Now I'm curious. Let me try if I can find this real quick. Uh, oh, shoot. Of course, it's going to be trouble. Okay. So it doesn't just mean hello and goodbye and love and welcome. It means more than a word can express. It's a feeling, a way of life. Aloha is the idea that we are all connected to everyone and everything around us. And that true joy is found in respecting this connection. That's straight off their website. And I do believe... Uh, and what does it say again? Let me think back to this. It is, 
We're all connected to everyone and everything around us. Now, sir, you are connected to me drinking out of the bottle like you should. <laughs> I knew I'd find a way to work that back around. <laughs> all right. Drink it like the goddamn caveman yar out of the bottle like it was intended. It's not too bad. I will bad, say, out of the, the big wave by itself is, is okay. It's not as good as mixed, though. See? Um, that's, it's, that's a very weird, man, I did not expect to run into that at all. I, I thought pulling them apart from the mix, I would probably be like, oh, well, the mango's going to have a strong mango flavor. That'll be so I gotta really do, I'm, I I got to do this. I'm going to have to Go open ahead. the other one. I, I got to open the other one because I got I to gotta taste it now. Well, all, while you're doing that, and I read a little bit from the, you know, Kona Brewing's website, I will say this. The Beach Bum, if I'm going to go ahead and rate it before we talk any more about it. I, I don't get this. It's throwing you off too, isn't it? Yeah. How in the hell pulling those apart do they have less flavorful than when they were mixed like that? Yeah, the mango cart by itself is tastes less mangoey somehow. Yeah, it doesn't have a ton of mango. <laughs> and I mean, it's I it's thought okay. I was being crazy. No, it's and it's okay. It's not it's not the best. It's got a it's got a it's got an okay mango flavor to it. Right. It's an easy drinking beer for sure. Yeah. It's Even just, by itself. I didn't try the Kona when I could break out the Infinity Gauntlet for another snap. Let me do the what, the snap of the fingers, you know, which you probably don't even watch those. You don't watch movies at all because you're a caveman. So, but I'll do the Infinity Gauntlet snap and open up this next Konix. Now I got to try your side and see what's going on here. That's what I'm saying, dude. You got to, you've like separately, they don't make sense, but together, they do taste uh, way better. And it's very strange. This is a random ass story, but so. Breaking out the Infinity Gallon and talking about that a bunch because I like that little bottle opener. I'm not a big like Funko Pop, like bobblehead guy. Yeah. I bought a few of characters from video games and movies that I really like. You know, like I got Roadhog and, and Brig from Overwatch. And uh, about during the middle of COVID, I saw a special edition Iron Man snapping the fingers. I am Iron Man, which again, I don't even know if you understand these references, you caveman, but uh you know, he wipes out uh, all of Thanos' people or whatever and saves the day. I saw that, and I saw a Tyler Durden, which everybody should know who that is. If you don't, um, that's I. That's a whole other podcast we'll have to make about that. And then I got the Butcher from the show, you know, Billy the Butcher, whatever, from um, The Boys. And I just, I ordered those in the middle of COVID running rampant, like over a year ago. Okay, I just got those in the mail two weeks ago. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not even kidding. I don't know what wow. that was about. So let's see how the Infinity Island holds up. I was. I know there's a random story, but I'm actually just really excited. I finally got that in the mail. <laughs> but hold on. Yeah, no, they're better together. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm gonna they're honest, like. I'm not gonna give a rating on these separate, but yeah, I was gonna say they're like okay apart, but for some reason when you mix them, they're pretty decent. That is very strange. Yeah, and like I said, especially think about drinking those in the heat. Yeah. Those could go down if you were sitting on the ocean, on the beach, watching the ocean waves come in and looking for that sea creature from Call of the Sea out there. I could be pounding some of these pretty easily, especially mixed. I mean, more so mixed, I think, for sure. But I'm going to go with, oof, man, now I almost want to mix these together. Let me think I'm going to pour a little bit at least back together and get another taste of them poured back together just to see. Good call. Let me do that. Sounds like I'm taking a leak real quick. Now just mixing drinks, guys. Let me try this. Man, that's pretty tasty mix. I'm I'm gonna go with. Ooh, guy, I feel like everybody should try that at least once. It's yeah. not. Uh, I said it wasn't something to write home about, but I think, man, like I said, you get outside, hot summer day. I do think this is something to talk about. I would say 
Man, I'm going to go with 7.3. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to stick that's what I'm going to stick with. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I That is very interesting. I can't not explain how they work better together than they do apart. I'd actually like to know who figured that out. Right? Because I'm not saying they're, you know, it's Cali and Hawaii, you know, brews. I'm sure they're kind of more, you know, around each other being on the coast than what we would see around here. Of course, AB got a hold of them and stuff, distributes, whatever. But I would be really anxious to see who came up with that mix. It's more drinkable. I mean, it's it's drinkable. Drinkability. Drinkability goes up for sure when it is mixed. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to... I'm going to toss this one at a 7.1. I think it's pretty good. I'm just looking back and thinking it's not quite as good as like this, the straight up lemonade shandy we had, right? You know, what's funny is those have not, you know, I've actually, so, you know, not to talk about a beer from our other episode, but I have gotten a situation where I've gotten to kind of advertise and kind of sell those a little bit more out in in my trade. And you know, what's weird is. I picture those, and we're, they're coming in at a good price, and I won't discuss all that nonsense, but practically, they're coming in at a damn good price to sell, and you know, I'm getting the same kind of rating that you got, not not rating, but like kind of comment, is a lot of people think they are too sweet. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought that was really kind of odd. There, A lot of people agree with you, actually, of um, that it's, it's not as popular as I thought it would be, and I think, man, I, and this is going to sound so Midwestern, I think if you get out with some cornhole board playing or some spike ball or volleyball and a cooler full of those lemonade shandies, I think it would be equivalent or just as good or whatever as these beach bums would be if you were on playing volleyball or playing cornhole or on the beach. Like I think super summertime drinkable. Like I'm glad these episodes are coming out now because this, you know, this isn't something I'd probably be trying to mix in the winter. No, no, for sure not. But this is a refreshing drink that if I had to go work out in the yard a bunch, I'd be okay making a whole pitcher of this and seeing what happens <laughs> for the rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, see if I do become a beach bum out of it. Maybe that'll be my caterpillar to butterfly transformation. <laughs> and I'll be Nora Everhart. I'll be, you know, instead I'll be boohooed, you know, with a, my, my catalyst will be instead of a crazy fucking sci-fi island, my catalyst will be, you know, two full pitchers of beach bums and see what happens. <laughs> But all right, so there's our ratings, guys. I hope you liked it. Uh, I hope we didn't give away too much. I hope you don't just follow Jesse blindly and and ignore this game. I do always I, ignore me. <laughs> don't no. pay attention to what I say. Yeah, I mean a little. I mean, but try the game because I do <laughs> think I think unless you're by yourself, if you're gonna play it solo, I, I'm being honest. I I probably wouldn't want to play this game solo that much. Which probably because I'm kind of a big baby. There was a few parts that got a little little creepy. I went, I don't know where this is going. Nobody's home right now. I'm not sure what's going to happen. But anyway, um, so there's that, guys. If you haven't, uh, make sure to follow us on our Facebook page, and we would love to hear more about you know how you feel about our episodes or or what you think or any kind of review, rating, like, subscribe, any of that stuff that kind of helps us out. And I'm going to try to do a better job of putting out more of the upcoming stuff so that uh, if you'd like to play along or play and see if you have comments about it, uh, you can kind of, you know, fill those in on our Instagram or our pages. I'd love to hear from everybody or hear from more people and see, you know, I get a lot of private messages, you know, about the episodes or about what they thought. 
You know, like I had a guy today tell me that he, they also use Solus as the uh, healer in their group on Dragon Age. Nice. You know, and so I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, that must just be a common thing. Everybody's rolling around with Solus healing everybody with bubbles for sure. <laughs> but, so I like those kind of feedback. So if anybody wants to, please do a shout out. Or if you're just listening for fun or to help us out, that's also cool. So please, uh, you know, don't forget, follow us on our Facebook page and um, or on our Instagram at The Monologues. And always rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to us. All right. So next time on the monologues, we have a game called My Time at Portia and a beer from Elysian. Uh, their salt and seed watermelon. How do you say it again? Goza? Gosa. 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 Yeah. Which I believe, is that a sour? I believe. That is a sour. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. So just real quick, uh, I've been saying Elysian, Elysian, Elysian. I don't know if it's a dumb American thing. I don't know if it's our English language is just kind of jacked or if, if it's me personally as being a dummy, but I do believe now it is Elysian or Elysian. Elysian or Elysian. Elysian. Something, something around that, but that will be uh, next on the next episode of the monologues. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to cap this? Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to forget. Uh, thank yous. Sir, do you have any? I do not have any thank yous this week, other than to thank anybody paying attention to us uh, fooling around here. So thanks to all yes, you no, guys always, paying attention to us. Always a big shout out to the downloads, uh, whoever they're going out to. Uh, if they're pity downloads, whatever, we appreciate it. If you're listening <laughs> that, we appreciate it. Um, For sure. Feel free to get involved and comment us. We would always like to uh, talk or hear what you guys have to say. So definitely a thank you to all listeners, uh, as always. And so I do have a couple of thank yous. One would be my boy, Jonathan Ridner. So this guy, we talk about once every year or two, he actually binged all of our five episodes that are out currently, which again, you guys are going to hear this a month or two down the road. You're going to be like, yeah, more than five. Well, I know that. I understand that. But <laughs> regardless, he binged five episodes straight, which I find crazy. And then proceeded to message me for a phone conversation. And we talked probably for a good hour and a half or two hours. And he gave me some great great feedback and great uh, just to kind of hear what people are hearing on the other side. So that huge thank you to him taking the time to talk to me and kind of tell me what he's hearing, what he likes. Uh, and of course, uh, one of my accounts, Lisa, who doesn't, I can guarantee doesn't play a single video game, has shared some of our stuff on Facebook. So huge shout out. Thank you to that. Uh, she is a like the manager at Boudreaux's, which is a seafood restaurant in St. Joseph, Missouri. Super good, by the way. And then of course, my mom. And again, I'm going to say my mom, Bonnie Lowe, because of this. She will listen to this episode just to help me out and be nice and listen to her baby boy talk because <laughs> guarantee you she ain't playing no video games. That ain't happening. She probably has no clue what we're talking about half the time. So thank you for that. Thanks, mama. <laughs> for sure. So if you like drinking or you like gaming, join us next time on The Monologues. 